1: Y'all. Welcome to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good she is the duchess of the dorks she's ashley pickle who i just called the fattest skinny person i've ever met
0: (laughs) that was a really good that's a really good way to put it
1: like i'm proud of that if you missed it in the pre-show pickle was giving us tips and tricks on how to get more of the movie butter popcorn (laughs) movie popcorn pop movie popcorn butter. butter yeah Onto the popcorn.
0: Yeah, if you get the big tub, you have to put a straw in the middle and then put the line of butter oh down to the bottom. Because so, if not, you only get the top portion buttered and no one wants that also real fast. I'm wearing my Swole Bee's shirt today, so I had to point that out. Um, you can't oh, see it's, it, it. it's Swole
1: Bee's day.
0: Anyway, yeah. Um, I, I take pride in being the fat, fattest skinny person that you know.
1: Today is Wednesday, August th- 4th 2021 113 days till thanksgiving uh happy birthday to boy you got your pick um mm. billy bob thornton okay today is the birthday of jeff gordon roger clemens oh. barack obama oh um troy o'leary former red sox great Darn. anyway a lot take a lot of famous today. people yeah episode 1215 on today's show guys we're gonna get back in the wayback machine and we're gonna go back <laughs> right about a year uh I made five bold predictions mm-hmm. a year ago about the twenty twenty Texas high school football season. Uh we're gonna take a look back. Uh I I I went and took a look back and it was um humbling. A little humbling. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get into that. It's As I told Pickle, it was like, I planted a segment seed a mm-hmm. year ago, and now we're going to eat the fruit, and the fruit might have gone rotten. So we'll uh, go over my 5 bowl prediction from 2020 and see how we did. In the back half of the show, uh, I had a great conversation with Rockwell Heath coach Mike Spradlin. His Hawks are a team to watch, a team we are very, very high on yes. heading into 2021. So you can hear from Rockwell Heath coach Mike Spradlin coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door?
0: We sure do. It was Andrew. Christensen, Daniel Agnew, Tony Blaylock, and Rob Hadaway. Welcome in, fellas. It, it is. I an really wish too floor. that I would have thought about it before, like right now. But I wish we would have had like a little bump with like a time, voop, like your face on it. That's in the works. I'll put that in the works. That's on the to-do list now.
1: <laughs> you got the creative juices flowing on pickle, and she just, just go, Man, she's going nuts. Hobby Lobby, an inspirational pickle. Go back at the Wayback Machine. Because back (laughs) in August of 2020, so about a year ago.
0: August 25th was the exact date,
1: you said. August 25th, I did a segment here in this very chair. Fact. I was either fatter or skinnier than I am now. Who's to say?
0: (laughs) We can figure that out.
1: Um, And... I made five bold predictions for the 2020 Texas high school football season. And I went back and I watched this segment and I started it off by saying that I wasn't going to comment on like whether or not we were going to finish the season, right? Uh, things like that. This was All a COVID list segment this was that we more needed. more <laughs> or less a COVID list segment, right? Is what I did was I did five bold predictions for the 2020 Texas high school football season. Um, because people love lists and people love takes, And so this was a list of takes. Hot takes at that. Hot takes. So I put out five bold predictions. Let's see how I did. All right. We'll start with the first bold prediction, which was that home teams will enjoy less of an advantage in 2020 than they did in previous years. Now, this is a... This is honestly a poor prediction in the sense that it's not really measurable in any sort of easy way.
0: Yeah, I to say easy way is the thing there. Yeah. So,
1: so there's no real way to go through and look at how home teams did in Texas high school football in 2020. There's just not there's uh, let me rephrase. I could, but I would have to quit my job and do it full time for about a month. Yes. Like, it, there's just a huge amount of data that you have to sift through and find some sort of way. Mm-hmm. So, there's no real way to do it in any sort of easy way. The only way that we can judge this would be, I think, anecdotally. Mm-hmm. And you, you pickle. What do you mean you people. You were on, <laughs> I said you pickle. <laughs> you pickle. You were on sidelines across the state at games. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like home teams enjoyed less of an advantage in 2020 with the, of course, the the crowd restrictions and just kind of the general vibe of like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Did you feel like they had less of an advantage in 2020?
0: I do. I definitely Mm -hmm. do. I think the crowd restriction played a lot into that. I think the prime example of this would be, if you go back in your memory banks here, um, do you remember I covered Allen and Itasca Mm -hmm. and I put that picture on twitter saying how awesome it was how well the allen student section was doing social distancing Mm -hmm. and to me that was like a prime example of they had a real that's a huge stadium they had a good size crowd Mm -hmm. but having to see each individual stand six feet apart it 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 made it very different the vibe was different now Allen still rolled in that game but I do think that especially when I got down to some of the smaller schools you could tell the lack of maybe grandma and grandpa being there and and just the the natural yelling behind was Mm -hmm. it wasn't the same excitement you could say
1: we're gonna give this a shrug emoji yeah we're gonna give this a shrug emoji I think your mileage may vary yeah Um, I
0: personally think that home teens enjoyed I think enjoy less of an advantage was a good way to put that. yeah
1: and so I don't think they had as much of an advantage in 2020 as they have in previous years just because of crowd restrictions smaller crowds and generally speaking home teams are going to uh are going to benefit from a big crowd mm-hmm. if there's not a big crowd then they'll benefit less
0: some people didn't have bands either some people didn't have so bands. that was a huge drawback and so
1: i would say yeah i'm gonna give this a shrug emoji probably going closer to yes uh, a yes than a no but i think it's i think your mileage may vary and we'll just call that a push mm-hmm. for now uh, my second bold prediction my second bold prediction was that there will only be two UIL Texas high school football teams to finish undefeated. Uh, This was not just wrong. It was so wrong. Remarkably wrong. (laughs) This was wrong by a factor of three, okay? Because there were a grand total of six UIL teams that finished undefeated. Argyle, Denton Ryan, Sterling City, Austin Westlake – Carthage, and Shiner all finished undefeated in the UIL ranks.
0: That's half of the state championships, if anyone was wondering.
1: (laughs) Which means, so the year before, there were only four. Mm -hmm. There were only four. I believe the year before that, there were seven. And so I was banking on a little bit more chaos Meaning a little bit more parody. Meaning it's going to be harder to run the table. I was a hundred percent wrong. Uh. Couldn't have been wronger. This was <laughs> this was my worst of the five of predictions. Yeah. This was this was bad. And and I think I know. In watching back, I think I know where my mind was at, mm-hmm. which was. It's just gonna be harder for teams week in and week out to have that consistency. Mm-hmm. But the great teams, the Argyles, Ryans, Sterling Cities, Austin, Westlakes, Carthages and Shiners of the mm-hmm. World, didn't have a problem.
0: I was gonna say someone just asked real fast, uh, Andrew Christensen, which two teams was he thinking? Um I can give you two that if I had to put my money on, I would have said Carthage and I would have said Mart. Yeah. If you wanted me Mart to Mart ask going enough, yeah. into the season, Carthage and Mart Carthage would have
1: been and my Mart, guess. Um Carthage and Mart. I think Ryan had a good chance. I think yeah. Argyle had a good chance. Although we didn't really know with La Vega mm-hmm. kind of looming, and they were going to have to play them twice. Just,
0: and this isn't saying state champion. This is just saying undefeated. undefeated. Like I would I have. Mean, no, I would have you, said Carthage and Mart. Yeah,
1: no, you, yeah, so you are. Yeah, but that that's kind of where I'm at. So, hundred percent wrong. Couldn't have been yeah. wronger. Big thumbs down for me. Never listen to me. <laughs> Number three. I predicted that there will be two first-time UIL texas high school football state champions Bring. and in fact i undershot it you did if you want to call this wrong i guess you could because there were three yeah. three first time state champions Balmoray, sterling city and Jim ned were yeah. all first time state champions brought it home in 2020 um and yeah i i guess you should have put at least two at least two but still but I, I, like, I know how I was thinking in that, in that yeah, line, and I, I was thinking that. there are going to be two. Like, and so, yeah, you had two. And again, I was going off of the idea of it's going to be a little bit more chaotic. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more teams that uh, you don't necessarily see coming. Uh, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and actually what's funny, I even mentioned it in the video, if you go back and watch it, and I'll link it on there, um, on, on Twitter, I even mentioned that I almost said that I would go with an unranked team to win a state championship. And Jim Ned was was unranked. Yeah. So I could have gone on that limb and been right. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't willing to go that far. But basically, my point was there's going to be more chaos. So maybe you're going to have a team you don't see coming that gets hot at the right time and they go and do
0: Six it. Six and say if any of these had to do with COVID, then I think that this would be one of them just of thinking that Mm -hmm. maybe some of those bigger blue blood schools that we expect we didn't know if they were going to finish this season so Mm -hmm. it's like but these little smaller schools they might just come out of the woodwork you know
1: exactly right so there you go i got that one right put it in the win column always listen to me i'm always right (laughs) (laughs) don't forget don't remember what i said a couple minutes ago Uh,
0: or what you're about to say
1: number four Now, this one was was tough. This is tough. An (laughs) 11-man UIL Texas high school football player will average 250 rushing yards per game.
0: Uh,
1: I came close. You
0: were so close. I came close. (laughs) So
1: the guy who led the state in rushing yards per game uh, at the 11-man level was Trevion Sneed. Mm -hmm. I think he was playing quarterback for them. Maybe a running back, athlete, whatever you want to call him For Mineola He averaged 237 yards per game
0: wah, wah, Jonathan wah. Brooks Who
1: was the state's leading rusher Averaged 220 yards per game Jordan Jenkins averaged 190 yards per game um, But the, the leading rusher Per in, in yards per game Was Trivion Sneed At 237 uh, And I was not able to, to get to that 250 So, so close Stinks Things. And I'm just gonna you know what, I'm gonna blame that on COVID too. Uh,
0: that's fine. I'm just gonna blame it on COVID. No, <laughs> that sir on That one has no- nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with COVID. It. I
1: know. But uh yeah, Trevion Sneed uh, was the state's leading rusher in yards per game, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, was two thirty seven. Uh and yeah, that was a miss. So, so, so we're
0: back to never listen to Tepper. So now, ever. <laughs> never listen
1: to me. I've never been right about anything. And finally, my fifth prediction my fifth bold prediction was that the Friday night rule, the Friday night broadcast ban would be permanently lifted in 2021. So this comes with a little bit of an asterisk because I think technically they have not, the UIL has not permanently lifted it. I think it's a year-to-year thing, Mm -hmm. but they have lifted it again for 2021. I'm going to put that in the win column. Y'all can just fight me over it (laughs) on the semantics part of it. Um, I think, but basically I was, my thought was, That when they lifted the Friday night rule, the and allowed games to be broadcast live on Friday nights, Mm -hmm. I think what they my thought process was everybody's going to realize, or the 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 powers that be are going to realize that there's still a huge appetite for Texas high school football. Yep, people still want to go to the game instead of watching it on TV if they have that opportunity, Mm -hmm. or they or watching it on their stream or however, Um, and that they are going to that people are and that basically administrators and coaches and school districts are going to say we want to keep doing this Mm -hmm. and that is pretty much exactly what's happened now they have not as i mentioned they haven't permanently lifted it right but the wind seems to be blowing in one particular way Mm -hmm. and so i'm going to put that in the wind column i'm going to say that the friday night rule being permanently lifted in 2021 is i am spiritually correct i was going to say
0: this will be uh i think next season will be the true test because it'll be okay it works in the COVID year does it work in a knock on wood regular year and then if so then i think the word permanent gets thrown out i think you're right
1: and so those are my five predictions i went two two and one yeah right i went two two and one so i made a c right (laughs) which seems so on brand (laughs) i made a c listen i've I have spent this entire show telling you that this is america's most beloved mediocre internet show, <laughs> and what do we bring you <laughs>
0: <Mediocre>. mediocracy. <laughs> Mediocrity. Mediocrity, whatever.
1: Mediocrity is an excellent. That's a that's a really good pickleism, though. Uh, so there you go. I went two, two, and one on my five bowl predictions. Uh, maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll plant another segment seed, and we'll have
0: a segment. Oh, we are absolutely August, running it for back for
1: August fifth, twenty twenty-two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my five poll predictions. I think I did, meh, which is pretty on brand.
0: Seas get degrees. Darn right.
1: We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, we've got a very exciting thing to do today. We do. We are going to announce the Chicken Express Community Hero of the Year. Chicken Express and Dave Campbell's Texas Football have partnered once again to honor the heroes in your community, male and female student-athletes that lead by example on the field of play and in the classroom can be honored as the Chicken Express Community Heroes and receive scholarship money to continue their education beyond high school. And so thanks to our friends at Chicken Express, we're able to honor this year's chicken express community heroes of the year we'll start with the uh we'll start with the female student athlete who is going to be our chicken express community hero of the year
0: drum roll please
1: Ah, presley young from blanco high school is our 2020 2021 chicken express community hero of the year congratulations to presley young the of blanco high school our 2021 uh, our 2020 2021 Chicken Express Community Hero of the Year uh, for on the uh, for a female student athlete on the male student athlete side <laughs> Jaden Wilson from Commerce High School is our 2020 2021 Chicken Express Community Hero of the Year Uh, for his contributions on and off the field there in Commerce, Texas. So congratulations to Presley Young of Blanco and Jaden Wilson of Commerce, your Chicken Express Community Heroes of the Year for 2020-2021. Thanks again to Chicken Express for being a proud partner of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and honoring excellence both on and off the field. Uh, And for more information, you can visit TexasFootball.com to find out more about the Chicken Express Community Heroes.
0: Y'all thought we were gonna go a full Wednesday without giving love to our good chicken friends.
1: We love our good chicken friends, Chicken
0: Express. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: We do love our good chicken friends, Chicken Express.
0: But congratulations, then. That's a cool. Yes. That's a cool, cool, cool award.
1: Absolutely. Pickle a couple weeks ago, while we were in San Antonio, caught up with a number of coaches at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention. One of them is the head coach of the one of the. One of the hottest programs in the state, I think it's fair to say. Easily. And a team that's got a ton of buzz mm-hmm. coming into 2021. Because they snuck up on people last year, not this year. That is the Rockwall Heath Hawks. Coach Mike Spradlin stopped by. Uh, I had a great conversation with him. Here is our conversation with Rockwall Heath coach, Mike Spradlin, here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tupper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football on TexasFootball.com here in San Antonio at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention with the head coach of the Rockwall-Heath Hawks. <laughs> Coach Mike Spradlin. Coach, how are you?
2: I'm good, Greg. Can't forget that hyphen now.
1: Yeah, no, I've, 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 uh, Carlos, Carlos Lynn is, uh, is chatting you up now. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, now, now, I'm he, just he
2: owns look. me. He owns me. <laughs> oh, I I'm, would. I'm owing two.
1: He owns you. I mean, didn't you guys play within three points in a playoff game or something? That's what like I'm saying. That? Oh, okay. that's what I'm saying. All yeah. right. Speaking of which, I've got this copy of the two thousand and twenty-one summer edition of Dave Campbell's Pick Text Football. I'm just going to flip it open to a random page. Oh, look it's the it's the six A rankings, coach. Yeah. And um and there, at number eleven. Yeah. Thanks. Those little old Heath Hawks. Um, I I. I, I guess. What do you, what do you think of that? Last year you guys were off of our radar. Now I think it's safe to say you guys are firmly on everybody's radar.
2: Well, I mean it's always it's always a good thing, yeah. right? I mean you got to be careful. I mean you'd love to maybe kind of sneak in and under the radar a little bit, but but I think our guys are mature enough now to handle that. You know we kind of halfway expected it. Got a lot of guys back. Mm-hmm. Uh, expectations are high. Not only. You know maybe obviously from you guys but but from our own people you know our own kids and so you know we had a we had a season last year that you know we first two years you know, first year i was here and then early into last year it was all about belief and then all of a sudden when reality happens then it you know it, it really does turn into belief it's not just hope yeah. you know so anyway we, we we're pretty excited well
1: we're, and And I guess, has the conversation changed within the field house? I mean, I know that everyone in the community is really excited. You can can feel it, that everybody in the community is excited. Has the conversation changed in the the field house, or is it, guys, it worked last year. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing.
2: Maybe a little of both. Uh, You you know, you're right. I mean, we had a year this year at Heath High School that's – Kind of what you see when you start looking at your, you know, your South Lakes and your West Lakes and you know people like that. We're, we weren't just good in one sport; we were good in quite a few. And, and so, state championship in baseball, state finals in soccer, four rounds deep in football. All of a sudden, you know that that's a school thing. That's not just a football thing, you know. And 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 so, yeah. I mean, I think. You know, in the process of transition, you know, the first year we felt like we were about five points away from being a, a, playoff, you know, team, and and we looked for those five points and found them, and and then you know got in the playoff run, and and our kids started realizing this could happen, yeah, you know, and it, and it, and so you know we wound up in a great game with Cedar Hill in the fourth round, and got into overtime with them, and, and then watched them go on to state championship. So that's that reminds me a little bit of '13 and at Temple. You know, we played Cedar Hill, interestingly, uh, in the by district game. Joey was there at the time, and and they beat us uh, late in the game, 39-35, you know. And so that was a season, even though it was in the by district game, that showed our guys we belong because Cedar Hill went on and won it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's where we're at right now. We have an expectation level. That's high. It doesn't come without hard work and energy, but I think we're fired up about
1: it. Was there a moment last year that you felt – that belief kick in for your kids? Was there was there one particular game or one particular time where it was like, the, maybe the, the conversation or the attitude changed of like, we're not just a good team, we're a team that can go out here and really make some noise.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt, and, and I hesitate to say it because I have a great admiration for it. But I think the Temple game was mm-hmm. probably a huge factor in that belief. Um, Temple was a very good football team, very well coached, obviously. Um, you know, and we had a big night that night. I mean, our guys really played well that night. It wasn't just, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, we played that game two or three times, who knows, but we were really good that night. and And so I think at that point we knew, okay, wait a minute, You know, this is something that might – and then then I would have to say next week the Bridgeland game Uh was was probably the one where we actually thought, okay, wait a minute, you know, we we can do this. We might do this, you know. So I think that's probably the two-week span there, both of them at Baylor Stadium, um, where we really – Kind of, kind of felt
1: that. Made, made a lot of people look silly. Some of them are sitting in this chair. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> that's uh, okay. That, oh. So I want to talk a little bit about your quarterback. Uh, uh, Josh Hoover is a guy that I think... Um, I don't know how you can be a quarterback of a team that goes four rounds deep in the playoffs and still find a way to be underappreciated and underrated, but it seems like not enough people are talking about how good this kid is. Um, I can watch the film. I can see he's a good football player, but you're the guy who sees him every day in practice. What is it about your, your QB1 that sets him apart?
2: Well, I mean, he's real, Greg, he really is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, honestly, his ability to process. Not only, And then you know, every now and then you get a guy with great talent you know, that's really good, maybe doesn't process exactly, or you get a guy the opposite that can process really well. He's got both. I mean, he backs it up. Um, he's phenomenal. I mean, he really is. He's Not only is he a fantastic football player, fantastic kid. And, you know, Josh is a little bit of a COVID victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to me, the thing that probably has caused him to be a little bit off the radar is the fact that you know, you're looking at particularly quarterbacks that are, that are sophomores. When they were sophomores was the last time anyone saw them. And I'm talking about when they were sophomores, like in the summer before their sophomore year. So there's not been a college coach stand behind Josh, um, you know, since he was a freshman in high school. Um so I think that probably caught – you know, they see what they see on film. You know, these guys are so – you know, college guys are so committed to, like, wanting to see those guys and be around them. And, and so, you know, some teams did that. They, they Zoomed him really good. Indiana was one of them. Uh, did a great job of, of, of recruiting him. And he got real, real interested in him. And sure enough, that's where he's going to yeah. go. But, but he is – he is a fan I mean he he's a great uh processor of the game Greg that's that's what I think his talent obviously he's got all yeah. the arm angles can make all the throws not a, not a throw on the field he can't make uh, but but his ability to know where he's going with throw guys open those type of things he's really really good uh,
1: you you are a team that you know because you are returning so much especially on on that what was such a spectacular offense that there are names that I think people know but but I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you Who's who's a guy that we don't know yet? Who's a guy that we that that is not a name that we we know that you think could be that breakout guy? Could be the guy that we're talking about at the end of the season.
2: Well, I think the first thing I would say is there's five guys up front. Yeah. That the people, I mean, seriously, uh, Greg, that this is probably the most collective five guys. That I've had. I mean, that really is where it all starts. You know, we, we do run the football quite mm-hmm. well, you know, and so those guys are, are, are really underappreciated, not by us, mm-hmm. but but somewhat, you know, in the in the in the news world. Uh, but but I think we've got a couple of young guys. I mean, one of the guys that I think really gets overlooked is our tight end Lance Mason. I mean, Lance had nearly 500 yards last year receiving. He's a great blocker. He's uh, <laughs> pardon me. He's he's generating some interest mm-hmm. collegiately. Um, and I think I think everybody kind of knows him, but I don't think they know him well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cash Cleveland, a young kid, is going to be a center for us. Going to be a sophomore. Started the Temple game, interestingly, as a um, freshman. As a freshman, wow. I've never I've never had that. I mean, I've never had a six A offensive lineman, much less play varsity, much less start in the second round of the playoffs. And Carson, uh, he had to start for one of our junior guys, who's really a, a stud. And Carson wound up getting a penalty in the. In the game before, they did set out mm-hmm. first half four, but but uh, you know, long story short, I think Cash is on that list. Uh, young kid, uh, uh, re- two two young receivers, uh, Drew Smith and Bernice Lewis, are going to be kids that I think. And then we've got we've got a running back stable of kids that, that maybe it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got four guys right now, and we're trying to figure out how it all works. You know, that's a football. good problem. to yeah. have. Yeah. I mean, you, can, you know, we got to figure out how to keep them happy. Yeah. You know? so hey, listen,
1: those are good problems. That's a good problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so finally, Coach, um, you know, we mentioned that you guys are ranked number 11 in, in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Not far behind you is uh, a team maybe you're familiar with in Rockwall High School. <laughs> yeah. uh, it strikes me that it's a pretty good time uh, to be a fo- to be a football fan, to be a football coach, football player in the city of Rockwall. It seems like, uh you know i know that the dfw area is tough and, and you're gonna have to get through a ton of good teams but but right now uh i i can't see and i this isn't really a question more of a statement i can't remember a time where things were this you know both both those programs out there in rockwall were this strong and i imagine that that's got to be that's gonna be, gotta be fun to be a part of that community right now
2: well well rockwall's number one i mean I'm, i've got to say this and and, and our, our Administration in Rockwall, I is unbelievable. I mean, Dr. V, who's our superintendent, is incredible. We got great principals. So, so I would contend that last year we were just off the radar, right? But we were both mm-hmm. pretty dead gum good mm-hmm. last year too. Uh, well, they do a great job. Trey's really a, a tremendous football coach. He's great offensive mind, and so we have a ton of respect, right, for those guys. Um, and and so it is good. It's mm-hmm. good for Rockwall. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I've always been a. I was at Abilene cooper, uh you know, I was a d in Magnolia, I mean up the two high school thing I love it i mm-hmm. think I think rivalries are great, I think everybody gets to choose upsides uh but yet there's a respect that goes on in Rockwall that's good um you know would i mean this whole idea that we're pulling for each other i mean i'm I'm not sure we we think that much about it yeah. right but 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 what we do have is a mutual respect. Uh, because we know they're good and, mm-hmm. and, ho- and and hopefully they'll, you know, they think they're going to beat us and we think we're going to beat them and until we do it, uh, you know, they have every right to think that. So, it, it, it is a very good, healthy uh, place to live right now and a great place to have a young man going to school and playing athletics in Rockwell State.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch your, your Heath Hawks last year and uh, we can't wait. We I would appreciate it. As 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 somebody who ranked you 11th, I would appreciate it if you guys had a pretty good year. Like, it would make, it would make <laughs> Make me, look, make me look like I know what I'm talking about.
2: We're going to try to comply, you know. <laughs> it, 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 the, the DFW thing, as you well know... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is it is a, a brand of football that's phenomenal. And, and so the road will never be easy, Greg, and and I know you know that. But uh, we're excited about playing, excited about, about getting the season started, getting going.
1: Coach, appreciate your time. Yes, again. sir. Thank you. There he is. Hey, thanks for watching this clip here. Coach of the Rockwell Heath Hawks joining us there at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio a couple weeks ago. Appreciate his time. Of course, you can find all of our coaching interviews on our YouTube page, a lot of other good stuff on our YouTube page, YouTube.
0: Dot com, dot com slash Dave, Dave, Campbell's, Dave TF. Campbell's
1: TF. Yep. We gotta fix that. Who's who's slash DCTF? Do we know? YouTube.com slash DCTF. Not available. Or it says nobody there. We gotta get that one. Anyway, appreciate Mike Spradlin. Someone
0: Come get on. YouTube on the phone. Yes. <laughs>
1: anyway. Uh, and now let's go over to uh the production desk to the um Oh that's the, sad the what do we, what do they call it like on election night call it like the decision desk oh yeah something we gotta come up with some sort of dumb name for it for that desk over there uh to the duchess of dorks ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts
0: maybe that'll be part of our new studio thing yeah, maybe we'll get like a little sign made or something mm-hmm. um so a quick fun fact here from jacob mcneil he said to give credit to cover zero but he was able to find the stats for the 6A home team win percentage mm-hmm. for the last four years. Uh, 2017 was 51%. 2018, 52%. 2019, 48%. And 2020, 51%. So technically... Okay.
1: Read that Read that to me again.
0: 2017, mm-hmm. 51%. Mm-hmm. 2018, 52%. Mm-hmm. 2019, 48%. Mm-hmm. And 2020, 51%. So
1: then yeah so then that is a little bit above average, average because yeah it, for those previous three years it'd be like 50.3 percent. yeah so then, when this, is, this is rough and this is quick and dirty i'm assuming
0: here, with but, how they're all whole numbers they probably rounded up like, oh there's I'm no sure. decimals yeah so. exactly
1: um. Okay. Interesting. So then you could make an argument that that home teams did better in twenty twenty than they did in in, the, in, in class six A. It in would 6A. be
0: interested to right. see like just going run in the middle like a three A division one kind of that middle splice. Mm-hmm. I would be interested to see the comparison between a six A and like right dead in the middle and then maybe one A. You know, right. Just yeah. to see if the smaller classification was different from. The larger one no, but I, I agree there the fans are our good people are screaming to move tepper to sub five hundred on your uh, on your pigs, which yeah. I'm always here for. We can give you an F
1: um you know what overruled <laughs> overruled because
0: he has a microphone in front exactly. of him <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I'm with the people. A woman of the people. It stays. Move
1: Tepper down. It stays a two-two and one. Um, (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Uh, Tomorrow we might have some nonsense on our show, but then again,
0: ah, welcome to our show. When do we not?
1: Uh, That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Uh, Thanks again to Rockwell Heath coach Mike Spradlin for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come be your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.